And welcome, everybody, to episode 85 of the Progression to the Beat podcast. I am your host, Sean Moran. We are recording Sunday evening after a much more entertaining week two of NFL football. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts, Keegan Thompson and Aiden Haller. Both of these fine gentlemen faced off today on the Fantasy Gridiron in our home league. Aiden, how'd you fare? How was your matchup with Keegan? It uh, it was lovely for me, actually. I, I, I bounced back in the biggest of ways. Um, the boys showed up. I, I led the league in scoring this week. Absolutely needed it after a bit of a dud last week. So, yeah, Bijan, James Cook, Keenan, CD, all the fellas came through, did their job. Um, yeah, squeaked out a seven-point victory. So that definitely le- lessened the blow of the embarrassment that is the Chicago Bears. So big fancy day, four and one on the uh, fantasy gridiron for me. Wow, flexing your uh, fantasy record. I'm sure our listeners very much care about that. Keegan, how are you doing today? You spend eighty dollars on a guy, and what does he give you? <laughs> no, no. I mean, the most <laughs> tilting loss. I put up a hundred and fifty-seven points just to lose because the guy I blew my fab budget on just like disappeared into the abyss today. No, no receiving game activity. Average like three yards a pop, just like not even a relevant player today in one of the better scoring matchups of the day. Just fucking absolutely tilting. And yeah, the Jets just didn't decide to cover CeeDee Lamb. They just let him move all over the field. And they're like, you know what? We've got one amazing cornerback and we're not going to let him shadow because we just want to have our cornerback stay on one side of the field all game. And CeeDee Lamb just got every fucking ball caught that was thrown his way. And he torched me in fantasy because of it. So, yeah. Yeah, fantastic day. Yeah. Solid Sunday. (laughs) So, the irony is, is you're talking about 80, you're talking about 80% of your fab on Joshua Kelly. Um, Joshua Kelly is your stand in for Austin Eckler. Keegan has, I mean, uh, Aiden has um, Keenan Allen. And then Keenan Allen, because there's no Austin Eckler, goes absolutely nuclear. Well, you have Mike, uh, Mike Williams. That must have been a very, Tilting uh, experience watching the uh, Tennessee Titans beat the San Diego Chargers. I myself, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Raheem Mostert, the jersey is on the way. It was in the cart, hit purchase. That was a heroic performance, uh, Raheem. I'm I'm very much appreciating you today, sir. On today's episode, we have our week two recap. We are covering trends that are real and here to stay. We're sending some culprits to fantasy jail, and we're going to be airing out some of our bad takes, and Milk was a bad choice. Keegan, we are very excited to talk about a certain wide receiver, and Milk was a bad choice, so stay tuned. And These episodes are time-stamped. If you want to jump around, listen to some of our trends, see who our bad takes were and what we learned from it, you can jump. Timestamps are here available in our episodes And today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Fantasy drafts might be over, but you can still put your knowledge to the test and win cash prizes on Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy now has an exclusive offer for new customers. Not only will they double your deposit up to $100, they're offering a mystery pick'em special when you sign up using promo code RTM. If you listened to me on our last episode, I said take the lower on Garrett Wilson, 51.5 in receiving yards. He, uh, he hit that on one play today. So I guess, uh, I guess I'm doing real well on Pick'em. 
If you are watching this video right now, odds are you care a lot about fantasy football. If you care about fantasy football, you should be subscribing to this channel. Go ahead, hit the subscribe button, click the like button, and turn on those notifications. We are coming to you three times a week to give Sunday recaps, waiver wire analysis, and weekly matchup previews. You are not going to want to miss out on all the content we are dropping here on the RTM Regression to the Mean channel. All right, fellas, week two recap. We now have two weeks of data. Some trends from week one, they weren't as sticky. Turns out Zay Flowers wasn't going to get a 50% target share each week. Others are very real. Uh, Puka Nakua uh, is the greatest receiver of all time. (laughs) We each brought some trends to the table. I don't know Keegan and Aiden's. This should be a fun discussion. So kicking things off first, Aiden, what is a trend that you're noticing from the first two weeks of this season that you think is going to stick for the remainder of the season? <clears throat> yep. I'm I'm going to go with one that I was entirely wrong about um, all summer, and that is Anthony Richardson is here to stay. Um, I wasn't completely sold on the rushing floor along with his kind of – he's a much better passer than I anticipated too, and like the entire package overall plus – but just like the scheme that he's in um, is pretty safe. Like his floor weekly is, you know, you're looking at probably 15 points minimum every week with his rushing floor and ability to get in the end zone at least once via the air or on the ground. So obviously he left early today with a concussion. Um, hopefully we get to see him back next week or maybe a week off. But dude, the guy's a rock star. Um, things just look really easy out there for him. So, yeah, Anthony Richardson looking like he's probably going to end up as a top 10 QB play barring any uh, significant time missed. He scored 17 fantasy points in one half today. So if, even if you started him this week, he he got you there. It would have been nice to see what he could have done in this matchup. We I wanted to highlight it in the matchup previews. We we skipped out on it, but that was one of the easiest overs that you could have at 39 and a half. Keegan, you were a big touter of Anthony Richardson during this process. Aiden was a fader. He's capitulating on this trend. So it's nice to see Aiden uh, give in here a bit. Are you thinking A-Rich is here to stay? Do you think he's only going to improve? It's actually my first topic of discussion as well here. <laughs> yeah, I, love it. I love it. I mean, it was pretty easy for me. Like, I've, I've been talking about this all summer a lot with you, Sean, and we've covered a lot on the podcast. But, like, he didn't even play a full half. I mean, he left, like, midway through the second quarter and already had 17 points, you know, just from doing damage on the ground. And, like, Real. you go back to last week, and he gets his first rushing touchdown of the year, also throws a touchdown, and he had a pick – but he also threw the ball 37 times, like went for 223 yards and 10 carries for 40 yards last week. I mean, he was on his way to a monster, monster game today. And so, yeah, I just put it here. Like Anthony Richards is a top 10 QB play weekly, without a doubt. I just fear about the injuries. He's already left both games that he's played in early to injury. Like I watched the concussion. It didn't really look that bad when he scored. He got up. He probably doesn't go out. Like for the entire game, like two years ago, three years ago without the protocol. And I'm not saying that's the right decision to like stay in the game, but like that's just today's game. I, I don't really think he's like of any worry. Like the Jacoby Myers concussion from last week was way worse than what Anthony Richardson had. So for sure. Yeah, all concussions are kind of scary. Regardless, hopefully he's able to suit up next week, keeping her fingers crossed. But I think his ability as a passer was super slept on. I had high expectations, but him being like a low A dot, quick thrower, quick processor, and Shane Steichen's offense really wasn't on my bingo card. 
I think it's really a credit to Shane Steichen, and we've seen Philadelphia's offense look a little disjointed now with uh, with their new offensive coordinator, with Shane Steichen in Indianapolis. This guy really knows what he's doing. Really innovative scheme. I'm a big fan of what they're doing in Indianapolis, and yeah, I don't even think we should even have Anthony Richardson in our start sit discussion. He's like a top eight play weekly. I think it's pretty set in stone. He's already done it in two weeks, which is pretty impressive for the quarterback out of Florida. So I actually didn't have Anthony Richardson. I didn't really want to be so on brand and predictable and chalk. My first one is is kind of random, but I just want to shout out Brian Robinson Jr. for the wow. Washington Commanders. Uh, this guy, in, in, in uh, Aiden and I did our uh, Who's Going to Be This Year's Ramondre Stevenson, where it's just a year or two back, gets featured going a little bit later on in drafts. And I thought it could have been Damian Pierce. Uh, we thought it could have been Rashad White. We didn't even have Brian Robinson in that discussion. And he is really fitting the bill as a year two breakout running back. He played six more snaps than Antonio Gibson on Sunday, but he ended up out touching Gibson 18 to two. Since Antonio Gibson fumbled in the second quarter of week one, Here's the touch distribution for Robinson and Gibson. 35 touches for Robinson, 5 for Gibson. Robinson has scored 13.6 fantasy points in 28.9 in back-to-back matchups. He now has three TDs on the season. He's clearly the guy in Washington. He looks great. Every time I see him get in the rock, he looks good. He looks good as a receiver, which he actually did catch a ton of passes in college and then was a non-factor in the receiving game. I think Brian Robinson's a like easy top 15, top 16 play. He might even have more value than James Cook, who we touted and loved because James Cook doesn't even get chances to score touchdowns, even though he brings them into the red zone each drive. So I had to shout out Brian Robinson. I know it's not the sexiest trend on the slate, but man, he looks fantastic this season. It's funny you uh, bring up James Cook. One of my uh, things that are here to stay is like James Cook has a capped ceiling on fantasy production. He just like will not be the goal line back or even an inside inside the red zone back for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, last week, the only player to even get an attempt inside the 20, 10 and five out of him, Murray and Harris was Harris. He was like the lone back to actually get attempt inside that. And then obviously today you see Latavius Murray and Damian Harris both get cracks at the end zone, like in kind of like goal to goal or inside the five situations. And James Cook is just not a part of that game plan. I mean, he was a fantastic, like he looked fantastic today as a running back. He looks good. Like, he looks really good. Looks like, really, really good. But, I mean, the eye test. Yeah. He did all of that, like goes for like almost 150 all purpose yards. And he ends up with like 19 fantasy points in PPR. <laughs> like you say that number, and you're like, well, that's a great start. Right. But like, Think about the numbers he'd be doing if he was getting an opportunity to like run the ball in from the goal line or like at least get in the temp inside the 10 or the five. I mean, you're missing out on so many points with James Cook. And like, I just think that trend is going to be very sticky throughout the year. He's he's definitely going to have to like have a couple home run balls to like really explode. And there's nothing wrong with a running back that gets you like 15 and 19 points a game. Nothing wrong with that. But I just don't think James Cook is ever going to explode in this current state of their <laughs> offense. Yeah, it's a massive bummer. And like this is something we all kind of predicted all summer. Um, I don't think this is a surprise by any means, but like it's more so just being reinforced to your point, Keegan. Like if he's not hitting the home run or at least, you know, scoring from outside of the red zone, um, you know, 
Latavius Murray comes strong on inside the 10 pretty much every possession. Insane, by the it way. That it's like, it's how good Latavius Murray is. So I remember watching this dude so rush for a thousand yards when I was in high school, when he was a Raider. And this man's out here getting vultures. It's from... insane. Like, it makes sense. Like, Jeez. from a football perspective, like, he's I get good. it, dude. I get it. He's the bigger back. He's, you know, shown time, time again. He's good in the red zone. So, pretty brutal. Um, but it is what it is. So, James <laughs> Cook. Scores 19.9 fantasy points in week two. This is from Dwayne McFarlane. 58% of the snaps, 52% of the attempts, 54% route participation. He had 11% target share, but only 20% of the snaps inside the five-yard line. If he starts to see that creep up to like 50%, his ceiling is really solid. But through two weeks, it clearly seems like they favor Murray and Harris. Um, so he's a between the twenties back and a great offense, which is great, right? Like we drafted him the seventh round for that reason. You didn't have to pay a huge, huge price. And I feel a lot better about my James cook bags than my Damian Pierce bags right now. For oh, sure. Goodness. And, and, and that's a trend too, that, that I have here. It, it doesn't look like it's going to happen for, for Damian Pierce this year. It, it, he has four out of five starting linemen hurt. The Texans are super pass happy. Their defense is terrible. They go down multiple touchdowns to sub. I mean, like, the, the Colts aren't that good. They were getting smacked. Like, they were down 14 points off the jump. He doesn't really get receptions. He has 26 carries for 69 yards. He's averaging 2.7 yards per carry. He only has four receptions. His back-to-back RB40 finishes. I I guess like maybe you hold out hope because this team can get better as it goes along. They get their offensive lineman back, but it was like dead on arrival. I turn on that game and he'd get the ball and there was just nothing. There was nothing for him in that offense. Yeah, I don't really think it's not really his fault. Like Damian Pierce is a good no. running back, but it's just an aw- awful situation for him. It's it's a bummer because you draft him in the fifth or sixth round, maybe even fourth, depending on how late you drafted. Right, like. But it's just going to come down to like matchup dependent decisions for him when it's starting, and like that's not what you want in your first six picks of a fantasy draft. Like you just like those are the guys you set it and forget it and don't ever take them out of your lineup. And now you're having to seriously consider when and where you can play Damian Pearson. It's just not good. He's going to the bench for Kieran Williams next week. Didn't oh, think I'd be saying that. You by should week definitely three. be doing but that. He's, yeah, that's that's he, happening. He is not who we thought he was. Um, speaking of guys, who is who we thought they were? This is a guy that I was pretty out on all summer. Alexander Madison is exactly oh, no. who I thought he was. It's through two weeks. It's just like it's really not very impressive. Um, if it wasn't for a, a you know a five yard touchdown in week one where he finished with thirteen points, this week get eight carries for twenty eight yards, three catches for eleven yards, and a fumble. Like to start with, we talked about it all summer. Like this offense doesn't run the ball very much. They were bottom five in rush attempts last year. They're going to lean on Kirk Cousins in that pass game, and that's just that's just what they're going to do. You know, nothing really changed in terms of their coaching or personnel, and it's like we shouldn't be surprised that that's what they're doing. So, Alexander Madison, to your point of guys that are like not locks for your lineup, given where you drafted them, um, Alexander Madison should be you know under the microscope. If you like Kyron Williams, I'm for sure starting Kyron Williams over Madison. Like, there's a lot of other guys. If you picked up a guy like Zach Moss, Zach Moss should be in your lineup going forward. Like. There's so many guys that I'm starting over Madison. I just, I don't know, man. He wasn't he wasn't very good behind Cook, and surprisingly enough, he just he hasn't been very good with his touches this year. So, um, yeah, that's a bummer given where he got drafted. 
The O-line doesn't look very good. Nope. This, their defense is not very good. I think that this team is going to be in a lot of negative game scripts. Oh, yeah. And when he gets targeted, he doesn't really do much with it. I think his only saving grace is, is I don't think Ty Chandler's very good. So I, I don't think Ty Chandler is really going to push him for touches too much. Maybe they get him a little more involved. But when it's third down, it's a lot of C.J. Ham, their fullback, who gets who gets run. It's crazy. So, I, I don't know. He is who we thought he was. And I think in plus matchups, you're going to roll him out semi-confidently. In negative matchups against the Eagles, you're probably going to put him on the bench. And as your fifth-round pick, Bummer. Yeah, th- those fifth round running backs, those dead zone guys look brutal right now. Yeah, like brutal. Like it's 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 tough. I mean, a running back who who isn't been brutal though, and a guy who we thought who he was. Oh, is name. is is the posse Tony yes, Pollard? Stand, I've got him too. Stand I've got him too. The fuck up for the posse. Tony Pollard has forty eight touches through two weeks. He had 33 opportunities in week two to Rico Dowdle's eight to Deuce Vaughn's six. He's the RB4 through two weeks with two really weird matchups. He's clearly a top three weekly play, and he's not going to be in a ton of games where his team goes up 40 immediately or like they're playing one of the best front sevens in the NFL and the New York Jets. Like These are weird matchups for Pollard, and he's still getting home, and he's a total bell cow. They're just feeding the man. It's 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 kind of a joy to watch. God, yeah. My 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 headline here was Tony Pollard is the workhorse we had all hoped for. It is so cool. Like to your point, like the fact that he snipped damn near twenty points today against that Jets defense was awesome. Like the best is probably yet to come with him. Like thirty three touches against you know a far inferior defense, and we're talking about thirty burgers. Like we're talking about massive days for him. The fact he didn't really do well on his goal line touches, but again, is a testament to the Jets front seven. Like dude, that's a that's a brutal matchup, but dude, his volume is so cool. The Deuce Vaughn and, and Dowdle touches are super frustrating, but it's like I'm just getting get gr- all. yeah, but I'm getting get greedy. Get like he touched the ball <laughs> thirty plus times, and I'm here yelling at my television. I'm like, you know what? Okay, that's More. fair. I know. <laughs> Turpin, get to the sideline. I'm like, no, More. dude, relax. Get so. number nine out of there. Yeah. Just screaming at Mike McCarthy. No, the posse <laughs> is standing up, man. All ten toes. We we are firmly up at the posse. I am all in on the posse as well this year. Um, <laughs> somebody else. Um, that I've always been all all in on, and I will forever be all in on is Mike Evans, and he's going to be just yes, Baker yes. Mayfield. Yeah, there was a lot of worry, and we we kind of worry, but I mean, I like don't know if it's just because of my player take bias and my like absolute love for Mike Evans, but I never really like wavered off the fact that I thought he'd still reach a thousand yards this year, and like he was a player who was my start of the week when we recorded on Friday, and like. One of the things I pointed out last week, six receptions on 10 targets. He went for 66 yards and a TD, and like that's nothing crazy, right? But, I mean, he was Baker's first read on 38% of his snaps last week. Still waiting for that data to come in. I'll be, it'll be interesting to look at it. But today, he goes absolutely – turns the clock back. Classic Mike Evans, just six receptions, eight targets for 171 yards and one of the coolest no-call push-offs for his long game that against was the Bears. That was but, bullshit. But he absolutely ate. I mean, the guy's on pace for 2,000 receiving yards. And, dude, Baker has got some fucking fight in him this year. And it is awesome to see. But, yeah, I just, like, I have it down here. Like, 
Mike Evans will be just fine. Good players are good players for a reason. And like, we can't forget that Mike Evans played in bad situations <laughs> before Brady. And it's not like he'd always had a hall of fame quarterback throwing in the vault. Like he is a his entire career. This is like fifth quarterback. He's he, gone crazy. He's with. QB proof. And um, I almost, I put like a little side note too. Like Chris Godwin should be fine as well. Like this, this team is also coached really well. Like mind you, this yeah. is the offensive coordinator from the Seahawks last year. That was really, really good with Gino and their team. So I've, I'm, I enjoyed Mike doing that today. I, like that was really fun. I'm enjoying him turning back the clock a little bit and kind of proving the day, the doubters wrong. And shout out to Baker too. I mean, Baker went crazy today. He was 14 for 17 on under pressure and threw for 223 yards under pressure and also threw a touchdown as well in that whole scenario and ended up going for 300 passing yards today. So Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, the Bucks skill players, they should be just fine. Now can we just get some K-Dot in love soon? And then I'll be happy. <laughs> he, he had 10 points. K-Dot did. Okay, so my my trend that I have is Baker is this year's Geno Smith. So like going into uh, the like season, that. it it felt that way, right? People were calling it out like, hey, what if we just dropped a highly drafted quarterback who's had some success and put him in an offense with two really good wide receivers and see what happens, much like Geno Smith last year. Um, Mike Evans has scored 47.7 PPR fantasy points on 18 targets. Chris Godwin has scored 20.9 PPR for points on 14 targets baker has scored 18 and 20.3 fantasy points in weeks one and two you called out dave canellis he's the new oc for the bucks he was with seattle last season they play at a higher tempo they're passing more this is a really good scheme and we knew nothing about how they were going to run this offense i ran a, i read a piece by tyler dunn before the season started and I was reading reading what Dave Canales was saying because he was talking about Rashad White and this whole new look offense. And I was pretty excited by it. He seemed like a super competent dude. But what we've seen through two weeks has been pretty impressive. And and Baker looked great. Yeah, under duress, under pressure, playing well. Who knows if the two teams that they beat are any good in the Vikings and the Bears. But regardless, these are two win two teams that they probably were projected to lose both of these games at the beginning of the year. So shout out to the Bucks. They've been fun to watch. Shout out Rashad White, my start of the week at running back. He finally, if he couldn't get home in this matchup, I was a little nervous. It still looks a little uh, weird. I, he doesn't look natural playing running back, I'm not going to lie, but we're, we're going to get there with Rashad. So we're, we're pumped about it, but I'm pumped about the Bucks. And Mike Evans was one of the best like contrarian plays in fantasy, right? Where it's like, Everyone says he's going to suck, so why not just take him? This is Mike Evans. When has he yep. ever sucked? Like he when is Mike so Evans? He was so ever cheap sucked. too. What like he was like a sixth round pick this year, seventh was, rounder. Yeah, it was like the value just got kind of stupid. It's like all right, I'm just taking him at this point. Like worst case, he's a wide receiver three or four, and it doesn't pan out. Best case, he finishes as a wide receiver one again. You know, he's a top ten play, but uh, just looking like a possible outcome uh, through two weeks. We're 20 minutes in the episode, and we haven't. We haven't talked about it. Dude, we haven't I'm, talked about the the greatest dude, wide receiver of all time. We I got him. We haven't now. said just, his name yet. Just, dude, say his name. Uh, Puka Nakua is going to be a top twenty-four wide receiver even when Cooper Cup comes back. That's the trend. Yeah, there, there's no running from it anymore. Today, with dude, he had twenty targets. Twenty targets. <laughs> even if Cooper Cup comes back and takes half of that, like he's he's kind he's a weekly play until especially until comes back like. Even when Cub gets back, I think 
Kukunakua is in lineups until further notice. He's got 35 targets through two games. Silly. Absolutely silly. Cooper Cup has never had 35 targets in a two-game span in his career. I'm not saying he's better than Cooper Cup. I'm just saying the kind of volume that he is getting right now, and for preface, he has 10 more targets than the next closest wide receiver, who is Justin Jefferson. The rookie has scored 22 and 30 points. He had a 30-burger in the second game of his career. Matthew Stafford has attempted 38 and 55 passes in the first two weeks. This offense is going to pass the shit out of the ball. Even if he isn't getting the most targets in the NFL when Cooper Cup comes back, which they are saying Cooper Cup's coming back week five. Um, it's Cooper, crazy. Nakua, Nakua, you're playing him. and He might even score more touchdowns because they have to scheme against Cup. It's, it's remarkable. I don't know if he's going to be able to get through 17 games. The way the Niners were just punishing him every time he caught a ball, it was... It was brutal how, how he looked like a running back with the amount of touches he was getting out there. But, uh, Keegan, you said he was going to – it was zero points against the 49ers. Was that your projection you had for him? You said you couldn't play him against the Niners. So what do you think about uh, Mr. Puka Nakua through two weeks? Uh, legit? We, we could have saved it for milk was a bad choice because I had in here uh, just doubting the Rams in general because I was pretty out on the running backs this week, both like Kieran and Cam Akers, which Cam I was Akers, too. Same. Uh, Same. Who's gone? Cam Akers yeah, gone. Cam is so gone. Kieran, but Kieran did, Williams is a that come locked from? in starter. Where, where no did idea. The scratch come from? He's got to just be like an issue McVay in the locker room. Yeah, McVay I, hates this guy. Yeah. There's no other way to, yeah. to describe this. My my whole thought process is just like it's one, it's the Niners, and two, you know, rookie wide receiver, like obviously filling in for one of the best wide receivers. Like what he did, you know, was the first week was obviously fantastic, but it's like I also have to like confirm with myself and see something before I buy all the way in. Like that's how you get locked into something. And like I've gotten locked into plenty of takes before. I'm not like new to that, but it's just like it's all like being careful before I like dip my toes in. And like for the record, I started Puka Nakua in two leagues this week and I bid lots of money on him. Like I also played that side of hedge, him. Like, I just hedge, want to hedge. You benefited greatly. I just want to, I want to yeah. make it very clear that like I was just taking a stance on the fact that like you have to see it to believe it. And like today is a great test for this. Like Sean, you mentioned some of the stuff, but like and Milk was a bad choice. I was going to highlight, like, second in the league in receiving yards right now, obviously, which is crazy. First in the list, in the league in receptions, which was fantastic. You know, most catches by a player in his first two games, NFL history, all that shit. Like, it is amazing. It is, <laughs> it is incredible. Like, but it's okay to wait. It's okay to wait. And, yes, I was pretty hard on him, and I did not think the Niners would just allow him to, like, kind of run around like that. And, like, my, my biggest issue, though, is I – I'm also doubting the Rams in general and Sean McVay and just Matt Stafford and like their want to win. Like I kind of penciled them in as like a preseason tank team, right? Like they're, they're going to be in the Caleb sweepstakes. Like I yeah. kind of just like, and it's dumb because you shouldn't assume that sports teams want to tank. They, they really don't like, that's no. just not in their cards. They don't want to do that. But like I got locked into that take and like, I'm, I'm willing to admit that I was definitely wrong about it. But like I said, I started Puka in two leagues and I mean, he went off, so it's not like I didn't completely miss out on this. I'm not like one of the guys who like don't spend your money on Puka, but because I did and it worked. So I just want to say like I was wrong, but I was also right. It was so, a fair but, fade to be 
cautious this week. I just want to see it. I just want to see it. Doing it, it was the best defense, one of the best defenses in the league is is phenomenal. So I'll give him yeah. his credit. I, that's that's that was incredible today. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> um with with Nakua and this is and this is to everyone that listens. This is why you get aggressive on Fab at the beginning of the year. If you see a young player or person go off in the first week, that's why you get aggressive. That's why when we talk about Tank Dell tomorrow, you should get aggressive. Young players that are able to demonstrate that they are good in the NFL typically are able to do that over the course of the year. And if you swing and you miss, you swing and you miss. But if you hit, it's league-winning potential. So if you have a fab scoring, that's why you go all in. That's why you put down 80% of your fab on Joshua Kelly. That's why you need to do that, all right? That's that's important. No, but seriously, I said Max Ben on Puka, and Keegan did his impression of me where he's like, Max Ben, Max Ben. Max Ben, Max Ben. <laughs> I did. I, I, dude, I laid down a sizable so portion of my bed, and yes, I did. Come after you. And like I, I said it about Tutu Atwell too. And Tutu Atwell had another good game. Tutu like, looked great. I, that's it's, insane. He was but coming that, off an emotional more, Jets game okay. too. Like Let's, he was coming off the Jets game too. So like <laughs> emotions were flying. Keegan is fully forgived for for uh, there was I no, doubted, no, 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 I no doubted Stafford. I doubted Stafford as well too. He like, looks I just great. Didn't think he and cares. Just, he looks so great. great. Like they're very well coached. Like coaching really does make a difference in that felt like I might have been dumb awesome in the take in the moment, but like I prep myself. All right, I, I'm 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 in on Puka. I've got the shares. I've capitulated. I'm on your side. We can okay. drop it. Let's stop picking on me now. Let's go. Okay. Um. Other one that I have here. I remember getting texts at the beginning of the uh, season, maybe a week before the season, where it's like, "What's going on with CMC?" I'm getting these alerts that the 49ers are going to ease him in. They're going to limit his touches to start things off. Yeah, that's on. Uh, I think the trend that's sticking is CMC's going to get like 300 touches. Go- going into the year, again, those reports were saying he was going to be eased into action. In week one, he had 83% of the touches, 25. In week two, 100% of the running back touches in 23. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we do there with that information. As a Niner fan, I hope they ease him in a little bit. Going into this Thursday night game, I hope we see a little more Elijah Mitchell. But um, CMC is like He's a beast. the undisputed RB1. I mean, Austin Eckler did miss this week, but he looks fantastic. That's the yeah. focal point of this offense. Yeah, I don't know where those reports came from because it <laughs> what we've seen through two weeks, uh, that does not look like being eased in or, you know, kind of like having someone split touches with him. It's, uh, it's, it's full speed ahead for CMC owners. Any other trends? I've, I've gone through mine. Yeah, I've got, on the table right now. I've got one more. Just speaking about just okay. like top draft capital. Um, JJ was the 101 for good reason. He might finally like buck the 101 curse. Like this dude's averaging 10 catches and 150 yards through two games. He Quietly, doesn't even have a nobody's even yet. talking about it. No one cares. If it wasn't for the dumbest rule in football where he fucking fumbled out of the end zone on Thursday, like this dude would have nearly like 60 fantasy points through two through two games it's like it's ridiculous he's like he's on pace to be the best wide receiver of all time and his 101 draft capital was absolutely warranted this week absolutely the, the last one i just had is and we already knew this going into the season but this is just like so confirmed it's like kansas city like pass catcher by committee i don't even have it as wide receiver by committee kansas city pass catcher by committee 12 different people caught a pass for kansas city today in an Nightmare. awful game like a slow Scott, ramped up Scott, Kelsey, I got a 
you this know, guy caught a touchdown. Guy catches a that touchdown. Kelsey catches a touchdown. But I mean, like, t- only Kelsey and Tony had at least five targets. Like, if you go down their like stat list, it's like three reception, three reception, three reception, three. It's like, I just you want to avoid it at all costs. Like trying to pick who's going to play well there is is a nightmare. And yeah, I just put it like Kansas City pass catcher by committee all year, basically. And we knew that, but it's it's for, it's fully confirmed. Tony's the wide receiver. They're like hell bent on getting him the ball. They we'll love him the way like the fantasy analysts love the mystery of Tony. Like they they are like us. They are just like <laughs> they us. They love him as they're Tony Bros. Yeah, they are Tony Bros through and through, just Andy like us. Marie, Pat Mahomes, they're they're Tony Bros. Uh, but that was Sky the last Morse one. Ends of life. He had that deep, like broken play at the end of the game. Not a touchdown, but he had like 50 yards and then he caught a tutty. So at least like I was real close to dropping Sky. He showed some signs of life. If Tony is on the waiver wire, he like he is in Delmar, by the way. Um, he needs to be picked up. I'm good. He needs to I'm be good. picked up immediately. I'm, I'm more for you <laughs> he guys. Just, bro. More he just for you does. Guys. But that's it. Any any other trends? Are we missing anything else? No. And it's just the football was so good today. We got no touchdowns so last better. week. We got yeah. no touchdowns last week. We got a ton of touchdowns. Scores were up so much more. Like you look at the scoreboards this week compared to last week, and it's like it's pretty night and day. I guess another trend, like before we send some people to jail, is is the Bengals. This is Joe Burrow. They look hurt. disjointed. Burrow, Joe, Burrow, Joe, Burrow, Joe Burrow's hurt. He's hurt again. Super now, which hurt. Is a, and they claim he he didn't reaggravate until like the very end. But what the hell is going on? Like it is such a stale. Like it's just like it's not working at all. It's just I don't know what's going on out there. It doesn't look great. And then the Ravens looked awesome. Even though they look like they're figuring out a brand new offense, I am very much liking this new version of Lamar as a drop back passer because he is Super very accurate. capable. Super he is accurate. very capable of being a drop back passer. Yep. But uh, that's that's it. You guys want to send some people to jail? Let's do it. Oh. All right. Let's cue it. Let's cue it. You're stealing. Right to jail. You're playing music too loud. Right to jail. Right away. You're driving too fast. Jail. Slow. Jail. I first and all, I first want to, I want to say something, Arthur. You had a really good week, man. You know, we might, we might be able to loosen up this sentence in fantasy jail. Uh, that was a hell of a win. See, you, you throw the ball a little bit. Drake London gets involved. Uh, John, John Smith gets involved over uh, Kyle Pitts. Um, <laughs> Galaxy. I don't know. I, I, Galaxy. Maybe we get Kyle Pitts some of those screens you were throwing John. I don't know. Maybe let's make it easier for for Mr. Kyle Pitts uh, to uh, be involved in this offense. But you you had it working with Bijan. You had it working with London. Ritter was Ritter was looking kind of good. He's not that accurate, but he's like a way better version of Mariota. So maybe Arthur, we're gonna loosen up your sentence. Maybe if when Kyle Pitts catches a touchdown, we're gonna let you out of fantasy jail. Okay, Arthur, that's it. We're we're feeling good about that. I've got something to say to Dan Campbell, though. Do you guys have something to say to Dan Campbell? How do you, how do you guys feel I, about that? I have a handful of things to say to Dan Campbell. Actually, it's uh, I'm not happy with him. So when they drafted Jameer Gibbs 12th overall, they showed the war room and like Brad Holmes was so juiced. He was going to like sock somebody in the face. It was like that kind of like testosterone juiced about drafting somebody 12th overall. They talk about how much they love him. He's the man. He's the future, whatever it may be. Week one, they ease him into action. He is 70, 30% split in a game that they have to win. 
not have to win, but come on, you got to win it. Home opener against the Seahawks. He's kind of involved, getting targets, whatever it may be. Uh, David Montgomery goes down with an injury. And it becomes pretty clear that Jameer Gibbs is not necessarily playing running back. He's playing like Joker or a hybrid position. And uh, Craig Reynolds comes in and starts out-touching Jameer Gibbs as a rusher. Look, if you don't think Jameer Gibbs is good enough in pass protection, why are you drafting him 12th overall if you can't trust this guy in pass pro? Why are you drafting him 12th overall if you can't give him the rock when your game's on the line? You're getting Craig Reynolds involved. Each time Craig Reynolds got a carry, and I'm sure Craig Reynolds is a great guy, great family, a kitten died. Each carry, there was a kitten out there in the wild who passed away each time he touched the ball. That's what happened today when Craig Reynolds was getting the ball. What what are we doing? Why are you taking the guy 12th overall? What is the plan here? And I've heard people say, hey, you didn't draft Jameer Gibbs to win weeks one through five. You, You... you drafted and win weeks 12 through 17. I'm not going to go to the playoffs if I have Jameer Gibbs at this point <laughs> with the way he's used. Do you got this guy running like outside X wide receiver just running routes down the field? Is that really the best use to get this guy the ball? Like, what are we doing here, Aiden? Like, why are we taking this guy 12th overall if that's the plan? No, it. It's an absolute disaster. I picked up Zach Moss on waivers last week, and he had twice as many fantasy points as Jameer Gibbs. Like, <laughs> no disrespect to Zach Moss, but it is it is it is wrong how they are using Jameer Gibbs. And I feel like we keep getting reports every week, and it's like, oh, like we're we're, usage. we're really gonna like let the beast fly this week. And you're like, oh hell yeah, hell yeah, Jameer Gibbs is getting he's, twenty. Plus he's JD McKissick. I know That's, like, they drafted him to be fucking JD McKissick on their got team. Got seven. Car- yeah, like to your point, it's like. They don't trust him as like a true no. running back. And it's like, no. why are you drafting him at 12 then? Like, there's other needs on that on that roster. Like the Lions, you know, are Receiver. a much better team, you know. But like Maybe. what are you doing drafting him there if you don't plan on giving him, you know, like Bijan type touches all game? It just it doesn't make any sense. It's it's awful. And the receiving like volume this week was sweet. Like, don't get me wrong. What I think it was nine targets. Twenty five percent target share. Great production as a receiver, but come on, we we saw no. we saw the juice week one against yeah. against the Chiefs. No. We know that he's he needs got to be touching the ball. He he needs to be touching the ball more. It's uh, yeah, that was especially with Dave Montgomery down. It was like, oh my god, yes, like I love you, Dave Montgomery, my guy. But what are we doing? Like it was like it was so clear. It was time to unleash Jameer Gibbs at that moment. It was like Craig Reynolds, strap it up. I was like, uh, uh-uh, this is. <laughs> unacceptable Jan put your hands behind your back because guess what buddy you're going to jail you're, you're going to jail back of the you're going card. to jail Keegan's like I've loved the usage as a David Montgomery drafter he's like this has been awesome great job Dan. I'm I'm a I, dude I have Gibbs in two leagues as well too I mean it's super frustrating I started him and I started David Montgomery it's like and now Montgomery's hurt and we're going to get a full Fucking dose, like a turkey baser full of Craig Reynolds next week. I can't fucking wait. Jail, jail, <laughs> jail. Um, oh my goodness. <clears throat> I, I've got one, and I'm not sure who the uh, guilty uh, culprit should be here. Um, it could be me. It could be the Chargers. It could be Josh Kelly. I, I'm thinking of maybe making it Austin Eckler. Um, don't go on a podcast that is widely watched by thousands of people and 
tell the world that Josh Kelly needs to be rostered because <laughs> if you're going to do that, I'm going to roster he him. His bags. He bumped his bags. I mean, oh, no. with, with Eckler out, it felt like, dude, wheels were up for a, it was massive a tough matchup. Ma- tough dude, matchup. Tennessee the biggest, the biggest problem day. is even if, if it was Eckler, like that would have been a 10 point outing easily. No doubt about it. Like Josh Kelly is not involved Receptions. in the past game. Check down, like check down. there's Zero no involvement in him outside of running the ball. And he got 13 goddamn attempts. It's not like they trotted him out there for a couple drives yards. and he didn't do anything with him. Please don't go on a podcast. I love that Eckler talks about fantasy football and he cares, but like, do not go on a podcast and tell me how important your backup is. And that he has standalone value. Don't tell the world that. And then watch him go out there. You're on his team, damn it. You knew that was going to happen. I mean, you knew it. Like You knew that could happen. Why did you do that, Austin? Yeah, I think it's Eckler that I want to put in jail. I mean... We can't right, put Austin Eckler in fantasy. No, Austin no. Eckler's a fantasy. Austin Eckler, no, Austin Eckler, the podcaster, not Austin Eckler, the fantasy the analyst. player, the analyst. The because the I'm just like, I'm watching a game, and I'm like, first off, like the Chargers are going to lose to the fucking Titans. Second off, this is awful because I've got 20 bucks to spend for the rest of the year, and I've got <laughs> holes in my roster, and my my RB one is already missing games, and I thought I solved it up, no problem. And here I am staring down the barrel of the the league that I care about. Them. I won the rest of my leagues, and I'm sitting here looking at a game where I'm going up against Aiden, and I'm down by seven points. I'm looking at a three point nine point outing from Josh <laughs> Kelly, and I'm like, yeah, no wonder I lost. No wonder I fucking lost today because some bad. some guy wanted to go on a podcast and tell me you should have this guy. Josh is a guy we've been excited about all summer. He's a guy that he we really great believe in. The Dolphins. He of course great he did. Every running back looks great Why? against the Dolphins. <laughs> Fucking stupid, dude. Oh, you're tilting. I should be able to get you're a just refund. Just a it's like when a, when a celebrity was selling NFTs. It's like, Matt Damon's into crypto. That means I need to buy crypto. You, Matt should, Damon you should be able to, to return your bad waiver pickups and recoup the... <laughs> the difference between your bid and the next highest bid, and then he'll go to the second bidder's team. Oh, so there should be a rebate program. Back. So I get 50 bucks back and you get Josh Kelly. <laughs> That's how oh, that should work. Geez. That'd I don't be think a nice so. little thing. That'd be a nice little thing. <laughs> at, at the owner's meeting next year, we need to uh, yeah, maybe table that. The more I say it, oh uh, the less I like it, but I think I probably belong in jail. I think this is just a me personal thing. But uh, yeah, so that's you're going gripe. to jail is... Is that the verdict on this one? Yeah, I guess we're being an idiot. I, I've, I've got another one for Fantasy Joe. Do it. What, what are we doing with, with Jordan Addison? What, what are we doing here? Why are we running him out? It's the starting wide receiver, and then he clearly plays less snaps than KJ Osborne. Why start him and then not make him the starter? The guy brings so much juice to this offense. He's barely played, but he's been a top 30 wide receiver in back-to-back weeks because he's caught two long touchdowns. He looks phenomenal. You are 0-2 as a team. What are are we doing here? Maybe your team wins more games with Jordan Addison out there with Justin Jefferson. And Kirk Cousins looks phenomenal. The offense looks great. I don't think it's the offense's fault. But what are we doing here? I get it. There is a higher pecking order. 
I get it. KJ Osborne seems like a great dude in the locker room, established veteran. He even caught a touchdown. But when the guy is clearly better, and the guy being Jordan Addison, then the veteran, like, let's just play him. Like, I get it. I get it. There's a human element that we don't understand. But come on, Jordan Addison's already better than KJ Osborne. Yeah, the usage has been kind of baffling. And like, because he's been scoring, it's like, it's, I don't think it's like that highlighted and people care as much. But no, he, he should be out snapping and getting more targets than KJ Osborne on a weekly basis, 100%. Kind of a calm fantasy jail this week. This is what happens when I do this well in fantasy. Is there any anyone I've else heard us? I've got yeah. one. And it's one that I'm not calm about because it is it, it Oh is, no. It is ruining oh. my fucking life, guys. <laughs> and this one's a package deal. This is this is a BOGO. Oh, Luke no. Getze and Justin Fields <laughs> are, are going back. to fantasy deal. Not a BOGO. Luke Getze and Justin Fields are going to jail. Cause I don't know who's more to blame here. But I know that they are both guilty offenders. It is, starting with Luke Getze, the scheming is just truly terrible. He has completely taken away any type of design QB runs in this offense. He's pretty much forcing Justin Fields to be Jared Goff, just a pure pocket passer. We're not even moving the pocket for him. Like we're We are doing zero service to Justin Fields in terms of this scheming. But then you look at Justin Fields, and it's bad, dude. The guy looks worse this year. He is he is Hold staring down open receivers. He is Not happy high. feet in the pocket. Like there is so many problems with this offense, and I still don't know who's more to blame here. I do think it's Getzy for putting him in a bad position to start with. Like we're throwing screens like two out of every three plays. It's it's awful. But Justin Fields is missing wide open shots. He's through two weeks. He's been QB fifteen and QB 20, and he's unrecognizable. He had three yards on the ground today. He had three yards on the ground today. Malpractice. If it wasn't for an, practice. Yeah, if it wasn't for it's the rushing touchdown early on in the, what was it, I think, the first quarter, we're probably looking at sub-10 points for him. So it was, it's bad. This offense needs to change pretty fast, or else that pick he spent on Justin Fields is, um, it's looking bad. Like, he's, he's borderline benchable uh, going forward. It's... It's a disaster what the two of them have have been cooking up this year. How many fantasy points has has he scored? Uh, has total. he been kind of decent? No, he has 14 scored fourteen and fourteen. Yeah, good for QB fifteen and QB twenty for the guy drafted is roughly QB four or five. QB five. Yeah, it's, it's it's completely unacceptable. But and again, I don't know. I don't know who's more at fault, but yeah, welcome to jail. The design of the offense, again, he's throwing these screens. He threw that pick six that was so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. But the design but is That so... shouldn't be the play call. Like, the, the scheme has been so bad. It is so bad. I, I want him fired. This is a sad jail. <laughs> I don't really want to send Justin to jail. No, he's going. He's going. He's already behind bars. I already locked it. Heard it from the man the himself. I already threw away the key. Sorry, Justin. This one's sad. When Mac Jones looks like the second best quarterback from that draft, that draft just being an all-time L is the the all-time quarterback class, and none of them are, are did not see that Lawrence. Yeah. Wow, I just got sad thinking about Trey Lance. All right. Um, any other culprits for sending to jail, or is that it? Let's We're get good. Some milk. Let's get to some milk. Let's get to some milk. Okay. Time to air out some of our bad take. Milk was a bad choice. All right, so we said to to not start Dak Prescott this week. 
Yeah, we're all on Dak the hook for that one. Good. Yeah, Dak looked pretty good. Yeah, Dak looked pretty good. It didn't end up being the with? worst milk, though. He was QB 17. He had 19 points, which... It wasn't anything crazy, but that would have been a viable start. Was but this wasn't a full silly. glass of milk, but we took like two or three sips and like threw it back up. But like it wasn't, it wasn't the worst. It, <laughs> yeah, it, like, this was this is kind of like almond it. milk. Like you you got your latte and you forgot to ask for oat, but you got yeah. almond instead. Like that's kind of yeah. what this is here. It wasn't the worst outcome, but like you're looking at yourself like that's on me. I, you know, I messed this one up. I mean, he kind of balled 31 for 38, 255, and two touchdowns on one of the best defenses in football. Yep. Uh, good for I 19 mean, points? That's I a mean, good day. It's, nothing, that's, that's it's good, good but it's nothing crazy. I mean, you poured the cereal before you realized you didn't have any milk. That's kind of what this feels like a little bit here. Um, yep. I'll take it. We'll all take it. We're on the hook for that one. Yeah. I already went over my Rams stuff too, but yeah, I mean, I was all out on Kieran Williams this week and he scored 28 points. <laughs> he had 10 targets. Well, I, I, I played against him in the league and I was just yelling. It was like, dude, cause he was getting so many targets. RB2 like, on the week, dude. Fucking what tackle fuck? him. Take him, take him out. Take him he, out, dude. Oh my God. Somebody who watched that game as a Niner fan, it was kind of remarkable how good he was. I was like, this guy is, he looked really good. Unreal! Really, really like, good. what is going on with this this offense? That is that they're is they're going to be in games on a weekly basis. It's they are officially moved into the scrappy category. They're in the scrappy. Beyond, category. dude, they hung with the they hung with the Niners. <laughs> yeah. They hung with the Niners. They're so they were well winning coached. at multiple points, weren't they? They were up seventeen to ten. Yeah, they they looked great. Now, yeah. Stafford was throwing a perfect game in the minute. He made a mistake. It was kind of over. Like yeah. when you have that big of a talent disparity, it's it's very hard to win in the NFL. But yeah. hell hell of a game there. Our starts of the week were Daniel Jones at quarterback. That looked like an all time milk was a bad choice. Like he you Aiden guaranteed two through the air, one round, and it looked absolutely bleak. called my shot. Called it my shot. Bleak. And then Danny. Danny made it happen. Our it guy, was... Daniel Jones, saved the giant season. I don't want to, that sounds hyperbolic, but the minute they kind of just said, fuck it, Daniel, do your thing. Fuck the giant he season. He survived my, he, he, he saved my survivor pool. Screw their season. That was the sweatiest sweat I've I, ever had to go I wanted them to survivor. lose so bad, dude. I wanted them to lose so bad. I was like, damn it. How did these fuckers get away with this, dude? It was so close. So close. 26 for 37, 321, two tutties, an INT that was not his fault. Nine carries, 59 yards, and a touchdown. On the nose. They're, two through the air, one on the ground, baby. I'm your guy. Their next four <laughs> games, their next four games at San Francisco, home for Seattle, at Miami, at Buffalo. Do you know how important that win was? That was literally season saving for I know sure that sounds dramatic and uh keegan had geno smith who had 23 points that was great i uh yeah. i started rashad white rashad white came through <laughs> my guy uh i sat dalvin cook that was a good sit so good i went sit. two for two here That's um any milk was a bad choice there yes. for i've got one um so this was one that i talked about with keegan and i have to go i have to buy a hand up on this one because i could not have been more wrong I said Chris Godwin would outproduce Mike Evans this week. <laughs> I was wrong. That was that was a full glass of stale milk. I'm I'm in the hospital from that one. It wasn't even close. It was like a 20 point difference. So um left hand up. That's on me. I have a reference. 
going going through the starts, Jared Goff is a star. I had that as well. James Cook, Mike Evans, like all really good. Uh, Milk was a bad choice outside of the Rams. I, I already owned up to that. I'm sorry, people. But Luke Musgrave, um, this is another situation where I'm just like, the opportunity should have been there for him, but it just wasn't. I mean, this is another great game environment for him, but like just not a good outing again. Like he ran the most routes of any Packers pass catcher today, and he ran 23 routes, but he only earned three targets off there. A lot of Jaden Reed usage today. He was obviously the favorite target and kind of a weird, stinky game, but I'll wear that. Um, George Pickens, another sit to be determined. We'll wait on that tomorrow. Rams running backs, yeah, I got to eat that. And then Kyle Pitts, told you not to start Kyle Pitts, and Kyle Pitts was not great today. So I drink a lot of bad milk this week. My milk is quite literally blue and yellow, um, and it's... Oh, gosh. It's That's the terrible. color of the Rams, I, and it's it's gross. Oh, goodness. I said my start of the week at wide receiver was Puka. I'm going to take that to my grave when I die. Put that on my yeah. tombstone. Week two, start of the week. Yeah. Nakua against the Niners. I told you to sit Cortland Sutton. 11.6 fantasy points. Not terrible. I don't know. You probably Shout out Marvin him. Mims and, uh, today. He played. So cool. But he ran five routes. You're lying. He ran five routes today. <laughs> they don't ask how. Don't they just what ask how doing? many. Oh my goodness! We're, get them. That's fantasy jail. Why isn't Mar? Play your best players. I don't care if they're fucking rookies. Little Jordan Humphrey is getting. I don't even yeah. have Mims, and I'm tilting. He ran five routes today. He had two catches for 113 yards and a tutty. I'm, um, I'm gonna try to sell him. <laughs> I said. Uh, I said start Hunter Henry. I said start. I said start Hunter Henry. That that felt pretty good. Uh, I guess. Early season, things can change, but I had some off-season takes that I might need to, I might need to take out of the fridge and throw out. I said Justin Fields was my number one priority target at quarterback. He's making me so sad. Like, I'm already just thinking about like having to like like retire the Justin Fields jersey with the Mitch one, and it's just like, (laughs) oh no, dude, I'm tilting buying those. Just it's just like I. I can't believe I'm in this cycle again where I'm like, I'm I'm thinking about like, I wonder what QB we're going to have next year. It's just, oh, it's, no. I feel oh, so bad. And he just looks so sad all the time on the sideline. You're just like, he's a pout. He's got a resting pout face. That's yeah. for sure. He's not a, raw, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do season long takes yet. And milk was a bad choice. We're two weeks in. He gets a, a few lot more can weeks. happen. He gets a few more weeks. He we're, turned we're, it on week five last year. He turned it on week five. But um, well, when they start, when they let him run. Yeah. I don't know. Do they not want to get him hurt? Like, why aren't they running? I have no Come idea. Come on now. I think he is just on drugs. He is, he's pulling up <laughs> off an eighth of mushrooms and just picking random play calls. And it's, it's a miserable oh, experience. That pick six was so bad. He threw a screen. Like, why would you throw that screen? They're throwing a screen on the four yard three line. to start with. But, like, it was a pretty athletic play. Like, I don't know. Jack Barrett. Sure, like, oh, you probably shouldn't goodness. throw a pick there. But it's like, dude, the guy just fucking turned around out of nowhere. That's such a dangerous screen. Like, put his pass. fat paw up there. Yeah, dude. Oh, was, my goodness. I was pretty dairy-free this week. I, I said star T against. He was a top five play this week. I did say to sit Drake London. Um, that milk was a bad choice. I'll, we'll, we'll take that. Yeah, I'll wear that what, one. Why didn't we cover that? He <laughs> 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 was like, yeah. Aiden texted the group. He's like, man, I'm it's so back. All my starts and sits were so good. No. Drake said, London, six for you're 67. You're on the hook for Dak. You're on the hook seven, for Drake London. Seven targets. <laughs> 
on the hook for I also God to win? I did say to Sid Gibson. That was good. That was good. <laughs> you just went on a tirade. You just said, fuck you, buddy. And you threw him in the sink. That was just out of pure. I also said, despite start Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta was good again. Um, no, what Sam Laporta do? He had eleven today. You. Okay, yeah. we'll give him that. Eleven no, points at tight end is the greatest start of all time. So good I, job. I was in my bag this week. I was I was in my dairy bag. <laughs> wow, that was week two. We got week two in the books this week. We have waiver wire coming out. We have our matchup previews. Week three preview. I can't believe we're already almost three weeks in, guys. That is it's going too fast. No, let's just get it over with. <laughs> Thursday night. <laughs> we'll uh we'll be recording Wednesday evening. We're gonna be handling that because I'm gonna be traveling and uh we're still figuring out when we're gonna do waivers. So we'll we'll figure that out. All of our content will be dropping, all content schedule stuff will be dropping on Twitter. Look for that or X. Before we jump, Keegan, anything you have to say to the listeners? Don't let your friends bully you into doing something that you believe is wrong. Stand up for yourself and believe in what's right. Trust your gut. If your gut says you don't need to spend more than $40 on a player on waivers, then don't do it because your gut is right. Always go with your gut. Second thing I noticed from this weekend Play your good players. I don't care if Zach Wilson is playing quarterback. Garrett Wilson can take any ball to the house. I don't care if Baker Mayfield is playing quarterback. Mike Evans is Mike Evans. Play good players in fantasy. Don't overthink it. Those are my two words of advice for our listeners. But that was the advice for starting Josh Kelly was don't overthink it. Come on. This guy looked great week one. Chargers are going to be peaking. Give him the rock. And what happens? What do you know? I wouldn't be as mad if I didn't spend my whole budget. I could have swallowed the pill. I could have swallowed the pill. It's about the money. The best part, the best part is that he's going to be really good when Eckler plays. So you're going to. And I'll never start them him. both. I'll never start them both. I'll never do that. So That'd now he's crazy. just going to sit on my roster as insurance. Oh, if you yeah. drop him, I'm going to cry. That's so good. No, so he's good. just going to sit on my roster all year. Um, do I have anything else to say? Um, no, better luck next week, Keegan. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, it's just, uh, I don't know, man, just like free the bears, free me from the misery. It's just everything's dark. 49ers to win. Oh.